Great. Okay. Well, let's get started uh, before Sean starts playing his piano. Um, so good evening and good morning, good afternoon. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us from wherever you're joining us. Uh, my name's Eva, and I'm really excited to be here for the Workplace Gamification webinar brought to you by Staff Treats. Um, so Sean here is going to be facilitating, so please do raise your hands if there are any questions at any point. Um, it's great that we have a small group, so I'm really keen to hear any of your feedback. Um, so today we're really going to be exploring what gamification is, which you probably already know if you're joining, you know, why it's important, and then we'll delve into some case studies of how other businesses have implemented gamification. Um, and don't forget to hang on until the end. I'll be sharing the details of a competition where we have a £100 voucher up for grabs um, for one of the best ideas. So. Um, yeah, just hang on until then. Um, and I just want to get you thinking about um, just gamification in a broader context. So I'm sure that some of you here just start thinking about have you, where have you seen gamification? So, you know, does anyone have a coffee shop rewards card? Um, you know, that gives you points and then they eventually give you a free coffee or a free dessert. Um, or at work, have you ever done an office ping pong tournament or a fantasy football tournament? Um, one of my favorites is Duolingo. They're a fantastic example of gamification. They are top of the language apps because they've managed to tap in so well to what motivates people and what drives them into action. So we're gonna be looking at how we can apply that at work. Um, so Sean, if you can please start sharing the presentation and we'll jump straight in. Fantastic. So let's just head on to the first slide. I'm just going to see. Uh, Sean will be facilitating. So if there are any questions, please do just type them in the chat and we'll do our best to go through them. So first of all, what is gamification? So first of all, shouldn't we be just focusing on getting the job done? Like, why is it, why is it important um, to make it like a game? And why is this a tactic we want to consider? Um, and you're, you're probably very aware of what gamification is. So you're ultimately looking to build a more fulfilling, a more engaging, and subsequently a more productive workplace. So the reason we use gamification is to take something that's, that's not a game, apply game mechanics, and then use that to increase user engagement and happiness and loyalty. So within your business, that can be an actual part of your job. So it may be a process that you do every day, and you just want to find a way to make that more engaging, maybe more competitive, um, and just make sure that, that it gets done. Um, but it's also about turning just your workplace into a more fun and more exciting environment. And there are a lot of challenges around that, I think particularly within changing times, within COVID, within having a dispersed workforce. Um, it's much more difficult to get our employees to engage. Um, so why is it important um, to get our employees engaged and why should we care about that? Well, if we jump onto the next slide, we know that in recent times, businesses have been forced into changing the way they do things. Um, and we found that 70% of efforts of business transformation efforts have failed. So there's clearly a long way to go in terms of getting your people on board. So if you're just focusing on getting the job done, you're missing a trick and that's costing businesses a lot more. So that's one of the reasons why you wanna have employees engaged because your business is definitely going through changes at this time and you want to make sure that they're on board. But if we jump to the next slide, 
we also found that oh <laughs> oh very interesting article that's great i will provide a link to that later <laughs> um but we found that 89 percent of employers think that people leave for more money and maybe just think about that with your experiences um, in fact, only 12% of employees leave just because they want more money. A lot of people leave because um, they want to find a job that they love, um, they want to feel that they're doing meaningful work, they leave their managers. Um, so it's important for us to tap into what are the things that drive engagement and motivation within our workforce. Um, and you may have seen in our previous webinar on employee engagement, some of the interesting data we have about that but we really wanna bring it into how can we leverage gamification. So if we just pop to the next slide. So in her 2011 book, Reality is Broken, Jane McGonigal shared the four motivational elephant, uh, ele elephants, <laughs> don't mention the elephant in the room, uh, the four elements that under, uh, underpin the reward process that motivate an individual gamer. So she is talking about gaming here. Um, and how we can apply that maybe to a work context. So the first is satisfying work. So we all want the opportunity to improve on what we're doing and progress within our roles. The next is a perspective of success. So feeling like we've done well, do we get some kind of feedback? Do we get a reward? Just think of the last time you got a perk for doing a job really well, or when one of your colleagues just shared some really positive feedback with you or one of your managers and, and how that impacted your day and then how you continue to perform on that task. Um, and there's a reason behind that. So uh, dopamine is actually released whenever we're rewarded for a specific action. I'll give you the neuroscience on this. Um, but gamification gives users that instant just hit of dopamine. It's the same that we get when we get a notification on our phones, on, on social media. Um, and unfortunately, it's controlling more and more of what we do. Um, but we can leverage some of that into making work more engaging. So that's just being rewarded is really key uh, for your employees. Um, the next is socializing. So just interacting and connecting with other people. Um, connection has been really hard. I know for our team at Onalytica, just having a team that is everywhere, uh, very busy. We don't have a lot of visibility of what the team is doing. So that can be a challenge from the management side. Um, and maybe you live with family and you have a lot of people around, but I know that some people on our teams live alone or live in an apartment with housemates they're maybe not that close to. And your work can end up being like your family um, and I, you lose that layer of communication. So we really want to make sure that we help bring that socializing aspect and a little bit more visibility into how people are working, particularly during these times while we adjust to working remotely and potentially together. Um, next, just significance. Um, so showing that there is meaning to what you're doing and getting some recognition, knowing what the greater impact of what you're doing is. So we want to make sure that um, we're motivating employees in this way, um, getting them to try to recreate that experience, recreate that dopamine hit. Um, and this can also make people competitive, right? So some of the best competition I've seen in companies is with sales teams because you have a leaderboard and you can look at how many calls you've made and how many leads you've generated. And that just keeps people, you know, coming back for more. So we really want to tap into that competitive spirit. Now, we don't always want things to only be competitive. So I will jump on and, and talk about that as well. So if we jump to the next slide, you know, gamification at work. 
Now, it's not about turning work into a game. It is, it is still supposed to be work. But what we're talking about is leveraging the psychology behind what motivates people um, and how to work that into the business sphere. So how do we get people to really want to compete, to really want to improve, um, and to get instantly rewarded when they do that? Um, what's important to think about i gave the example of sales some jobs are much more easy to measure than others you know i made this many calls i drew this many leads and i brought in this amount of revenue and other work is much more subjective or much more difficult to measure and to quantify so that doesn't mean that you're not able to apply gamification um feedback is something that you're very easily able to uh, to offer and it doesn't have to be on very specific metrics that have to be you know measured on the leaderboard um so it, it's important to think about how it applies in different businesses um but if we jump to the next slide the bottom line is you know you should be using gamification as a way to bring people together so um it needs to not be stressful and i think this is really important in these times to make sure that anything you you bring in is not meant to be five more hours of work uh, for your employees it's just how do i give them something that helps them be more productive and perform better so if you had anything that was really lengthy or boring admin that you can just get people to do faster um, and make them more happy and more engaged that's the goal so we still need to allow people to be uh, human so next i want to look at uh, applying uh, applying gamification in the work context and the different types of work. So we have uh, sales and marketing, uh, HR, product development, customer support, learning and development. Now, when it comes to learning and development, we found that 83% of employees said they felt more motivated when all of their training was gamified compared to 28% who felt motivated when they were doing non-gamified training. So if there's anything you can add to your training process to make it a little bit more interactive, to give people a reward and some kind of progression, uh, through their training, then do look to incorporate that in. Now, I have a fantastic example of gamification in the work context. So I was in a client relationship management team at Ibis World a couple of years ago, and my manager, Will, at the time, knew that we had low calls and low meetings booked. I believe it was for the month of November. So he kind of came up with this idea, and he didn't tell us what the reward was going to be. But we knew that he knew us really well as a manager. So we all got really excited. He was like, there's gonna be a reward for whoever has the most calls and meetings in, in the month of November. So we all got super competitive. I mean, a lot of my colleagues played sports, so they were right in on it. And um, we were just constantly making calls, trying to book in meetings with clients. You know, if some people were working at a really large business, they would meet three people within that business in the same day, just to make sure that they could count it as three meetings. Um, so yeah, you were technically allowed. If you met someone else, you were allowed to have another meeting in the diary. So we get to the final day, it's the end of November and we get called into the boardroom just to find out what the rewards are gonna be. And bear in mind at this point, we can see everybody else's calls and meetings. So we're looking, okay, who got this many calls, this many calls? And we thought there was gonna be maybe one or two rewards, but the most exciting thing happened. So proportionally for the number of calls and meetings that you had booked, Will had a stack of envelopes. 
And these all included uh, prizes that you could win. And depending on how many calls you'd made, you could draw another envelope from the stash. So this is going round and people are drawing the envelopes, drawing another envelope and you open it and it was cold hard cash. We had scratch cards. We had half a day of annual leave, which was definitely what I was gunning for, but I didn't get. Um, we had a lion, let's say you're hungover, not me ever, um, and you don't want to come into work, then you can just call in and cash in your cards. Or it could be, uh, you know, get me a treat when I want, um, you know, when I, I just have a sugar craving at four o'clock in the afternoon and he would go and do that and he did and for me this was just a fantastic example of gamification because it was you know a manager that knows his team very well um, and was able to get the feedback from us and make these rewards that we really cared about so I, I'll always remember that example um, and if you have a small team then I'm sure you can very easily find out what motivates each of the individual members of your team but if you're a part of a bigger team then getting the feedback on what motivates your organization as a whole so that you can better structure your reward system is really useful. Now, there are a lot of tools on the market that you can find that will help you gather employee feedback. Uh, Staff Treats are also uh, developing a feedback system that's in the work. Um, so have a look and see if that's something that might be relevant to your business. So um, applying gamification in the work context, the main benefits, um, it's a proven effective strategy for just uh, making employees more productive, uh, making them collaborate, giving them re the reward and recognition, um, getting them to be more engaged. And all of these things, we have the data from our previous webinar, you know, I encourage you to take a look if you're interested in it. But ultimately that does lead to company profitability and healthy growth. So this is something you should be looking at. Now, um, the next thing I want to look at is just some of the key principles in setting up um, a gamification strategy or a tactic at work. So first of all, understand what you're trying to achieve and why you're trying to achieve it. Um, as we said, learning to listen. So that comes from collecting the feedback either through your managers, um, through any feedback systems you have and tools that you use. Um, and design, um, design the, the skills that you want. And uh, so it, it's really getting to what the individual uh, tactics are gonna be and how you can leverage that with the tools you already have. Now I'm guessing not everyone has unlimited budget to invest in these. So there are small things that you can do even within your team that don't require, that don't require any tools. And we'll go through some case studies around that as well. Um, next is to clearly communicate this with your team. Um, and stick to it as well. So come up with um, the rules that are going to apply and make sure that they're clearly communicated, they're transparent. And ideally, if you can give your teams as much visibility as possible over what the game is going to be, then that will drive the best results. And you want to make sure that you're testing and adjusting for how that's going. So I work um, with a B2B influencer marketing software. And when we set up influencer marketing programs, we try to get you know, for certain businesses, getting their employees more active on social um, and more engaging and becoming thought leaders. Um, however, what we found when we set this up with one of our clients, they set the goal to be, you know, you had to like as many influencer posts and influencer content as possible. 
So what this led to doing was just literally people going in and liking as many things as possible and not really thinking about what they were doing and not really driving the desired outcome. So we gave them the opportunity to just test and adjust that. So make the reward system a little bit better. And what we ended up deciding on is how you get rewarded is inbound interaction from influencers so you have to go out and say something interesting that's going to get someone to respond to you and that will get you up the leaderboard so we can obviously measure for all of that so make sure it's something you can easily measure and it's not just purely uh purely objective um or at least there's a voting system that can work really well as well if you're just doing a fun activity or a fun task um, and just adjust your program accordingly um, and then just that will make sure that you keep your people on board so um, some of the strategic elements do have to be set up around this um, so really you want to start looking at you know what kind of points and prizes are you going to give what are the achievements that you want how are your teams going to be structured so is this going to be um something that you're going to apply to just one specific team and then do you want to split people within that group do you want to have people within different regions um is everyone playing against each other and there are no teams um how are you going to make this visible to everyone so how are you going to have some kind of leaderboard that's accessible and then what are the levels so what does it mean to improve and do better and here are some of the things that you just have to set up so um, a few examples of if you're further down the process and you want to level up this is just a more specific representation of how you can use these tactics to achieve these elements. And you've probably seen these in some of the, the apps that you use. Um, so just getting badges for anything that you've managed to do, having a time pressure. Um, so if it's something like admin, I would say, you know, whoever does it in this amount of time gets this reward, um, or maybe doesn't have to do it next week. Um, you know, maps, so being able, this is more useful when you have maybe dispersed teams, um, or you've probably seen it around where people who are near you and how they're performing. Um, some kind of exclusivity, so do you get something, can you offer something to people who are higher up the level um, that you don't get from um, just everybody participating? Uh, progress bars to let people know how they're doing, um, allowing people to explore maybe different things that they could use, um, random ele elements. I'm, I'm going back to the elephants again. I don't know what it is about elephants. Um, don't think of the pink elephant. There you go, everybody. Um, and then Easter eggs. So I, if you, yeah, if you're a gamer, then you probably love a good Easter egg. One of my favorite Easter eggs, maybe for another time. Uh, right, so gamification uh, for HR. And um, so, I mean, HR has a huge responsibility right now, right? We're, we're meant to be improving and boosting employee engagement and future performance and productivity. And it's a tough time. So there are gonna be a lot of responsibilities, but there are tools that you can leverage um, just to reactivate uh, and motivate your workforce and get the best out of them. So we wanna be focusing on you know, what we can do now that's gonna fuel some of the future performance. So gonna look at some case studies now on how to apply this in the real world. And these are things that you've probably already done and already seen um, in, in some work context. So any team building activities, and I hear a groan, 
not everyone is <laughs> not everyone is into a cheesy team building activity the thing about it is whether you're actually engaged and really enjoying the activity or whether you hate it enough uh, to joke about it one way or another it leads to people connecting in some way so what are the things that you could do every week to have you know some form of team building activity so uh, next is a quantifiable review system, so uh, either SMART or self-assessment, um, and this is something that you could do with all of your employees, it can be supported by your managers, um, so you know, how are you actually showing people how they're performing over time and how they're improving and how they're uh, trending towards the goals that they're heading for. Um, next is, okay, office ping pong tournament. Um, I know some people are back in the office, but this isn't always the case, but there are so many online resources that you can leverage um, to your advantage to get people connected. So uh, for now, we've got a cocktail making class that's running uh, by the employers. We've got um, a cooking class where someone chooses one of their favorite recipes, um, like a family recipe, and they're sharing out the recipe and then um, just showing everyone how to cook it. Um, or we've got photo competitions where um, you know you have to head out into nature and just find something, um, find some wildlife. Now I'm in the center of London. <laughs> I was I ended up climbing a tree to find some. Uh, I found a nest. I found a bird's nest, so that was pretty cool. And I thought that's the closest I'm going to get to wildlife because I don't see any squirrels in this park. Um, so yeah, anything that you can think of that just uh, brings the team together is a little bit of a game um, is, is quite easy to apply in the real world. And you don't need to spend any money for that. So, you know, spend half an hour of a lunchtime getting everyone together um, just to look at some ideas or, you know, maybe make one of your oh, health and safety come first. Very important. Carlos would kill me. <laughs> um, health and safety come first. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, there, there are so many things that you can do that don't cost any money, you know, get, make one of your team meetings a walking meeting. So get everyone uh, up and walking for 10 minutes in the morning. Um, some people may not have left their house in two days. Um, so anything you can do to support that is really fantastic. Um, a leaderboard for the, the best people in the team, but it doesn't just have to be salespeople. There are so many, um, so many different things that you can measure across the team. So it could be, um, you know, whoever receives the best feedback from customers um, or, or, or any other task that you're doing on the day to day, you know, whoever gets the invoices out earliest um, or whatever may be part of your day to day. And then fantasy football, this always comes up. I never join. And that's another point that, you know, not everything has to be for everyone. So just getting away from, you know, having to have every activity that you run, um, making sure that it's going to engage every single person in the business. We're all different and that's what's wonderful. And my advice would be source ideas from your employees. Ask them what they would like to do if they have any ideas. And I'm sure they'll come up with some, maybe some not so good ones, but some really great ones as well that you'll be able to use. So let's look at some of the people who have done this the best. Uh, so my favorite example is Duolingo. I haven't included them here, but I do recommend you try it if you're, if you're learning any kind of language. So it's actually been shown that getting people to do an action is normally motivated by, is, is driven by three things. First of all, do they have the ability to do things? So have you made something too hard? Is something too difficult? 
do they have a motivation? Is there some reason to do that thing? And third, do they have a prompt? So sometimes when we went, oh, why haven't people done this? It's not because they don't want to or because they're terrible, lazy people. And um, sometimes you just haven't made it easy and just given them a little reminder. So just a nudge. We get these notifications on our phone all the time. Um, so just seeing what nudges you can give people into that activity. And I think Duolingo does that really well. So we've got some awesome case studies uh, to go through. We've got uh, Starbucks, uh, Amex, um, mm, Google and Cisco, and we've actually updated a couple just to make sure we give you a good mix. So we'll start off with Starbucks. Now, if I have any Italian friends here joining who hate Starbucks, that, that's fine, that's acceptable. Um, I'm sorry that I'm talking about Starbucks first. Um, they have mastered a great user experience for coffee though. So when you log into their, uh, to their rewards program, you can see what balance you have. And we all have that person who you cannot talk to until they've had their first coffee in the morning. And what the app lets you do is order in advance. So they know that they're just going there thinking about their coffee and a level up. They even let you set up your own playlist through Spotify. That's like your pre-morning. So you just get up, you're listening to your music, you're going, you're finally getting your coffee and then you're relaxed. So they let you do all of these things uh, via their app. So this is how they've implemented a bit of gamification. So they've put together all of their uh, customer feedback, uh, their loyalty programs, um, gaining stars and levels and giving people treats. So once you reach a certain level, you might get a free coffee um, or you might get a free dessert. Um, and it just brings everything together in one ecosystem. So uh, ultimately just rewarding people and making them want to keep coming back to that app. So once you've had a load of pumpkin spiced lattes, you might want to work them off with the next case study that we got. Um, that's Strava. So I don't know if anyone here uses Strava, um, but they have got 42 million people that they've reached and they've risen to their top of their category. So they're using gamifications and every activity that you complete is part of a race. Um, so it gives you those three things. It gives you a prompt, but it also has a really great community um, community aspect. So it will tell you about the people that are that are running um, that are near your level and the people that are at the top of the leadership. Um, and it will also give you um, you know the top ten finishers for every race that you complete, but also the ones that are nearest to you, so that they can be your rivals. Um, and we, do, we don't want to set the bar too high when it comes to competition because that will make it, um, you know, just maybe not seem like it's achievable. Um, but they'll tell you, for example, if you've been knocked off and someone's stolen your crown as king or queen of the castle. Um, so they're just adding new challenges all the time. And they've also got prizes or discounts um, that you're able to apply. And they even have um, like a not a dashboard but like a, a virtual cabinet where you can store all of your rewards um so if only they were hard-earned cash and you will enjoy all my segues into the next case study so i don't have to ask sean to go to the next slide <laughs> uh great so um and that's amex so cold hard cash um so Amex actually started gamification. They were on this curve long before um, a lot of other businesses. So in 1999, they had a company-wide game. And I'm sure we've all still been to a shop where they don't take Amex. Or maybe you did the Amazon 
the Amazon, the Amex Gold Scheme. So when you got one of the cards uh, for a year, and I think you got a certain amount of rewards uh, for that year, and you didn't have to pay for it. So this was very appealing to me. So I definitely got that. They tricked me into that. Um, but they definitely make you spend more. So, so back in 1999, um, whenever you as an employee reported a shop that... Um, yeah, whenever you reported a shop that didn't take Amex, you would get a game card. So imagine it a little bit like Snap. And from that game card, if you continue to report more and more shops, and then you got two pictures that matched, you'd be able to cash them in for prizes. Um, so they got in on this kind of gamification. It, because if you think about it, it's quite a, a negative experience. You go to pay with a card and it's, oh, they don't take Amex again. What, why do I even have this card? And then they immediately managed to turn that around into, I'm going to make this a game. So weirdly, you almost want to go somewhere that doesn't accept Amex and they've made this, uh, they've made this excellent for you. And it's probably also feeding into just the data that they're collecting. So they managed to leverage that really, really well. Um, and now, you know, fast forward a few years, and now they tell you if you spend this amount of money in three months, we'll give you this many air miles. Um, and I definitely did that with, with my gold card. Um, ideally, fly to Thailand, holiday snap, um, make you want to share it with the world. So unshare it with the world. Excellent segue. <laughs> into Cisco. Um, so Cisco building a social media training program for all of its employees and contractors to build out their social media skill set. So we know that that's becoming increasingly important uh, for employees and execs of a business to have an online presence. Um, however, the, the levels that they had, they had about 46 courses um, when it came to um, you know, as part of the as part of the social media training program, and it's pretty tough to know where to start. So they decided to split that into different levels of certification for the program um, to make it a little bit more engaging. So sometimes even if you have something existing, just categorizing that and adding some form of rewards can make it that much more engaging. So uh, they split the levels into specialist, strategist, and eventually master. Um, and they ended up having 13,000 courses uh, taken, um, which they achieved. Um, oh yeah, and this is where I said segue into the next. I don't have a good segue. First one to message me a great segue in the chat, Rinzel Prize. Um, maybe I'll Google some ideas. Google. Um, so Google's travel expense. I mean, Google, are, I think, are pretty synonymous with making work kind of fun and exciting. So they had a travel expense program, uh, which was submitting just a timely travel expenses. They had a huge issue with this. Um, they gave people an allowance, but then they wouldn't submit their expenses. And then people would complain because they weren't paid on time. Um, and they just wanted to, to nip this in the bud and make sure that they got uh, people complying. No one wants to do their admin. And sometimes you don't keep all the receipts and going to find them is a bit of a pain. So they said, okay, well, we'll probably end up losing this money anyway. And just the time that we spend trying to solve this. So what they did was they set an allowance for every location that they had the work, uh, the work trips to. And they gamified the process by saying, you have this pot of money. If you don't spend the entire allowance, you can choose what happens to it. So you can decide whether you want to put the money um, uh, towards your next paycheck. They can save it for you so that you can use it towards a next trip or something that you're working on. 
Um, well, finally, you can donate it to a charity of your choice. And the results were fantastic. Within six months of launching that, they got 100% compliance uh, from companies from when they started the program. Um, so really just getting an understanding of, you know, is it, what am I using a carrot or a stick and who are the people that are, what are the activities that people don't like doing and can I make these a little bit more inherently rewarding in some way or less painful? Um, I'm gonna, can we just check the chat? Okay, great. So how do you know, um, We've gone through kind of how to start and how to do this within your team or department. So start with just tiny micro steps. Think of what you can do just within a single team that you can try out and find the right tool for your strategy. And when we say tool, you know, we, we mean the term loosely. It may be a platform that helps you to do that in an automated way. It may be a board that you use to just write down the results. Um, it may be something that you have in your communications. So whether it's, whether it's through teams uh, that you have a separate chat for, just find the right tool that's going to work uh, for your team and create the right games that, that um, are going to be engaging for your employees. Um, so we think you should really commit to the uh, plan. Sorry, if you just uh, go back one. If you really commit to the plan, if you do it half-heartedly, you'll probably get a few people signing up and you'll probably get some laughs, but you're not gonna get any of the real benefits of bringing this into your organization. Ideally, we should be thinking about, given that we know that there is a clear link between employees being engaged and the results that we're driving, we should be thinking about where we can, how, how many processes can we bring this into and make it more, more engaging? Um, and then simply just talking about gamification is not going to make it happen. You do need to start experimenting and learning for how that works with your team. Just like all the sales team who were liking a load of posts, you, you want to take it one step uh, further and just find what works for, for your for your business you know you, you don't have to budget 40 million <laughs> uh, to do this it might be a 20 pound amazon voucher um, and it can be as simple as that and we've put together just a couple of recommended tools that we found useful so cahoots um, so they give you it's essentially a quiz app and you can use that whenever you've got a new person joining uh, the team, um, then the, you'd add four random questions into the, the quiz. And a lot of schools are using this, um, but that quiz then gets sent out to the whole company and you can see how you did, and maybe you can film the person's reactions to some of the questions. You could do two truths and a lie, um, but any kind of quiz that you can do that's, that's with the whole whole team um, can be really uh, really cool like that. Um, Staff Treats are also working on some really exciting gamification tools and features um, that we're very excited to be sharing with you in the near future. So keep it posted and just want to get us, um, you know, get the get mind just thinking about how to start in some, some real life examples. Um, and feel free to just post these in chat if you have any ideas. Um, but if you've got a design agency with a team of six, um, how might that be different to a nursery school with a team of 45? So first of all, what do we know about what motivates these teams? Uh, what do we know about, so what do we know about what rewards we can give them? What is their day to day? So what are the tasks that they have to complete? Which ones do they not like <laughs> uh, that we might be able to make easier? How 
how much do they collaborate as a team and can we increase the opportunities for them to do that and for them to engage and subsequently you know we have a hotel with a team of 128 so what are all of the different departments um how can we how can we motivate each of those individually using some of the the tactics that we've spoken about and I will go over to the moment everyone has been waiting for and then we will open up uh, for any questions. So each of these businesses would apply something different. And I want you to really start thinking about how you would do that within your business and how you can make um, gamification a part of what you do to make your employees more productive. So drum roll, please. We have up for grabs. Next slide. <laughs> A 100 pounds high street voucher. I believe it's John Lewis. Uh, perfect in time for Christmas. I'm looking forward to the Christmas advert they're going to bring out, uh, by the way. Um, so we are going to have a prize for the best gamification idea for your business. And Sean will be sharing, uh, sharing in the chat uh, just after his email that we'd like you to send your ideas over to. So we want you to think about something that you would apply within your business and how you think that would work, how you came up with the idea. Um, and we want to know um, how you would want to make everyone more engaged and uh, more productive using gamification. Thanks so much. So that's uh, just sent over your uh, answers to Sean and we'll be assessing and letting you know, see how we've plugged in just gamification into the session that we've got uh, as well. Um, yeah, so uh, thank you so much. We're very, very excited uh, to see some of your ideas. And given that I know that everyone might be in different stages um, within their journey of gamification, I'd like to just hear from you any questions you might have and how you're applying that within your work right now or you know, anything that you found useful and you might take to apply after today. Um, so I will just open up the chat and please fire away with any questions. Or if you have any ideas as better segues from Cisco into Google, that's also great. <laughs> Is there a template for applying the process? That's a great idea, Claire. Um, we haven't got a set, I'd, I'd say that the closest we have to this, this process is really the, the how to start. Um, so I don't know, Sean, if you can pop to that slide, that's 21. A template, what would you look for uh, from that template? Is it, you know, what size is your team and, other recommendations? Definitely. Can gamification cause jealousy? Okay, I mean, can technology cause addiction? Uh, <laughs> it's a big question. I mean, it's, it's a tool, right? So, <sighs> If people are prone to being, being jealous, um, then absolutely, but then there's probably a bigger culture problem to deal with um, there. And I think you're, you're probably dealing with jealousy 
at different angles within the organization as well. I can't really see it exacerbating because the good thing about gamification, if it's designed properly, you can reward different groups of people by focusing on different people's strengths. So it doesn't always have to be the same rewards. You know, someone who is the best photographer in the group or who is maybe the most conscientious at getting all of their admin done. Um, they can all have different rewards and different things that they're aiming for. Now, I, I should stress with that gamification is not only about, you know, what games are we going to play? It's also, you know, how often are we providing our employees with feedback? I'm talking instant feedback when they do something well. Um, that's not something that a lot of businesses do. And I think one of the studies showed that um, only 18% of employees who said they felt engaged at work um, didn't receive regular feedback compared to 72% of employees who received regular feedback and felt engaged in their role. So there's a, there's a clear link between receiving feedback. And I think that's also a really important part of gamification that maybe, maybe is not directly um, quick to jump to when you're thinking about the games you might set up. So it's, yeah, how do you motivate people by also providing feedback on, on what they do? So my answer would be no other, um, I wouldn't say it causes jealousy. Um, it may surface some jealousy. And the good thing is that you, you know, once you have the data, there's something that you can do about it. Um, but great question. So it doesn't all have to be uh, leaderboards and competition. It could also be just finding out more about each other, more quizzes, um, um, and getting people maybe to work, working towards their individual goals um, that don't have to be the same across the business can be a really good way to avoid that. Uh, so Claire, you've come in to say a template could be a selection box of ideas, strategies, tools, uh, games, plans, how to test and learn. Yeah, that's a fantastic point. And I really appreciate you sharing that feedback because that gives us an idea of what we can provide to you. Um, I, we should have everyone's, yeah, we should have everyone's email addresses uh, for registering. Um, so yeah, are you currently looking to apply that within your business? Do you have any gamification, Claire? Um, or what are you looking to drive? I feel like I'm on MSN and you're just waiting. I can't even see the typing. This was the day before the dot, the ellipses. Uh, why doesn't Zoom have ellipses? I guess professional. We're looking to include it as part of a challenge to get people walking. Oh, had a great idea on the walking. Um, so we have a Monday morning meeting, Fitbit, a great one, another great one. Um, so we have a Monday morning meeting um, that everyone's just a bit like, oh, we want to get everyone out and walking. So what we've done is firstly just lead by example, get up and walk. Um, but we've said that the person who doesn't walk has to take notes uh, for the rest of the team and everyone <laughs> hates taking notes. So <laughs> lo and behold, everyone's out for a walk. And on Teams, you can actually just get a transcript of the meeting. So we never really needed anyone to take notes in the first place. Hopefully no one sees this uh, from my team. <laughs> um, but yeah, great challenge to get people walking, um, having leaderboards, yeah, Fitbit is a great example. You could also share <laughs> Teams transcripts. Yeah, it's a winner. Um, 
and yeah so you can get people walking you could even just like use people's phones um, i'm sure listen there are always going to be people who find a way to cheat the system right um but you could just get the steps um on people's phones um, and just get them to share that themselves um and then you could also do fun things with that walk so it could be you know if you track your location and i'm not sure of the apps um but i know there are apps that track your route um, as you were running and we've had a challenge on um, just whoever draws the nicest shape so we've had people like have to draw animals one week um, or have to um, I think oh yeah we had to guess what their route was so it's almost like charades but with your running route uh, or walking route uh, great competition leaderboards monthly competition yeah great Fitbit there you go I'm loving the questions, keep them coming uh, if there's anything else. Um, otherwise, just thank you so much for joining. Uh, we really appreciate it and we're really looking forward to see your ideas on gamification um, for grabs with our £100 voucher just in time. So I hope you have a lovely evening, lovely rest of the day um, and looking forward to connecting with you through staff treats again. Um, if you have any other questions, hang around. Bethany, we've actually implemented a lot of games which goes over well. It's just random extra activities. We're a social work company. I hope you don't mind me. Uh, thanks, Claire. Really pleased you joined. Um, I, I hope you don't mind me just reading this out. We're a social work company. Figuring out how to make the actually tasks more interesting and engaging is a bit of a challenge. A lot of paperwork involved with a significant amount of deadlines throughout the month and year. Any uh, random ideas to make deadlines interesting? Yeah, give rewards for doing things before the deadline, always. Um, but your point on the paperwork involved in planning the activities, um, do you have a committee within the business or people who are just generally, you know, I'd say more on the more doers, you know, and, and they're happy to get things set up, even if they're not perfect, um, that you could appoint that could be like a, like a social committee for the business. Could they take on board some of the paperwork? It doesn't all have to be funneled through just one person. Um, and I think having the brunt of organizing everything for an entire business is a really big challenge. Um, so I would look to share the burden and let me make sure I've understood any nuances of your question. Um, paperwork involved um when you say so for your company one of the tasks that are not that interesting yeah sharing isn't possible yep understood each case manager has 35 individuals and everyone has different needs so sharing isn't possible mm. so it's it's really getting the people to go through those deadlines um do you have potentially um Okay, so rewards I'm thinking of, perhaps there's a time where the team just comes together 
before something you do that could be more rewarding um, where everyone is just doing their paperwork in one go. Um, this works for some people, you know, some people would just rather get their heads down and do it. But sometimes, you know, a lot of what we've, um, a lot of the research um, that we've seen is around how people just adapt to social norms, right? So I will tend to do things just because everyone else is doing them uh, around me. And I, I do that subconsciously without thinking about it. Um, but where, when you're on a screen and no one can see what you're doing anymore and not everyone has got their head down and you have no idea what anyone else is doing. I mean, Netflix is just more, more tempting in that time. So perhaps having, you know, this is our, um, this is our admin hour. This is our paperwork hour. And we all sit down as a team together and then we do it. And then we go and do something fun. You know, if you have plans in the evening, you're more likely to just, you know, speed up and, and just get your work done. Um, you know, that, that's maybe just a strategy to look at, getting some of the paperwork done. I mean, I'm guessing if these are each case manager, I'm guessing a lot of these people are people, people. Yes, it could work post COVID. However, what we've done with our team um, is just having everyone on a Zoom call and just sharing your screen. So you could play music if that's not distracting for people, um, but everyone can see everyone else working and that just kind of adapts to the uh, social norms. Does that make sense? Or what, what do you think about that? like presented as an idea yeah get everyone on a zoom call this is our admin hour uh, every day and then we do something really nice um and i think also just it's really important to if there is a lot of work and there are a lot of deadlines throughout the year just rewards for those deadlines getting done sometimes work just feeling like this thankless task um that never that never finishes um maybe there's something you can do for um, just celebrating that as a team, even just saying that, uh, yeah, team lunch, exactly. Great idea. Um, there's a team lunch whenever you finished, you know, a big group of deadlines. Um, and yeah, just making sure that you are rewarding the team and telling them that they're doing a really good job. Um, and then maybe giving some kind of reward if someone does something before the deadline. Badges. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much for your question. The questions. <laughs> Thank you. My pleasure. Um, if you have any feedback, please do send it over. I'm always very keen to hear. We want to make sure this is as useful as possible and great idea around the template on how you can make this better. I think that's it. Yeah, got a couple of people left on. Do shout out if there's anything. Um, I think we might ch close the recording in the next couple of minutes. Thank you, Evan Sean. Our pleasure. Thank you so much for joining. S-O. I hope there's no S at the end of that. Um, great. Thank you so much. Have a lovely evening day.